Welcome to Denim Wrapped Nightmares, Tipsy Exchange Podcast, where we explore the Supernatural series episode by episode. Over drinks, we'll discuss the lore, the gore, and what we adore about the Winchesters and their adventures. I'm Burley, and I'm a new fan of the series. I'm LA, and I'm here along for the ride. Now let's get It's a dark and rainy night. It is. I like it. I have one poem. I think it was a poem. Committed to memory. One dark night in the middle of the day, two dead boys came out to play. Back to back they faced each other, drew their swords and shot each other. A deaf policeman heard the noise and came and killed two dead boys. Oh. Cheers. (laughs) I like, uh... The night is dark and full of terrors. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a poem, but... It's effective nonetheless. Yeah. Last week was the season one finale of Supernatural. Yes. We made it. Can't believe it. So in the episode, Sam and Dean were on a mission to save Daddy, Daddy Winchester, John Winchester, Mm -hmm. from Meg the fabulous Meg. And they sought out an old family friend who we've not heard of at all so far during the season, but they go to this guy, Bobby, and he has like a scrap yard, I guess, or something. And they're at his house and he is telling them about demons, what to do with demons and Mm -hmm. talking about the devil's trap and all these other kinds of things. And Meg shows up on Bobby's doorstep. She lets the dog loose and kicks in the front door. And they lure her into one of these traps that Bobby has told them about. And they exercise the demon from her body. And so once she has full control of herself again, she gives them a couple of hints as to where John is currently being held prisoner by some other demons. And so they go rescue John and they get out to a safe house in the middle of nowhere. They're trying to figure out what is the big daddy demon who we don't know who this is yet. The yellow eyes guy that we saw in the house a couple episodes back. They're trying to figure out what he's doing. Where is he? And John is being too nice. So Dean figures out something's wrong. Mm. And it turns out the demon was in John all along. But they luckily have that Colt gun. They shoot him in the leg and the demon leaves. They're all beat up because this demon kicked their asses, yes. kicked, kicked Dean's ass, kicked John's ass. Everybody's beat up. So they're all on the way to the hospital. And then all of a sudden, this big ass truck comes and slams into them. And the driver had black eyes. So he's possessed as well. And that's where the season ended. Yep. Devil's Trap was the 22nd episode and the season one finale of season one, and it aired on May 4th, 2006. This week, we took a look at the special features. We did not do the commentary episodes, but we took a look at the special features. How many were there? There were two episodes with commentary. One we tried to watch when we were originally going through, yeah, but they were talking over the episode the entire time. And we hadn't watched the episode yet. (laughs) So we had to go back and watch the episode. And then we said we'd come back and do the commentary later. But we decided against it. We did do the special features, though. Yes. So tell us about that, L.A. 
I love special features. I know you do. <laughs> I, that, that's one thing I miss. You know, like I don't really buy DVDs or anything like that anymore. That's one thing I missed about them was the special features aspect mm-hmm. of it because I always I loved the back end, the behind the scenes of movie making and all that. So that's why I like it so much. But uh, right off the bat, they start talking to McG, which I know of him. He used to uh, he used to direct a bunch of music videos, and I could always tell if it was him that directed it because he used just these bright ass colors. It was so just like they were beautiful, but it was just like. You could tell visually if it was him that directed it. Do you know one off the top of your head that was him that I would maybe I remember? I think he did a Blink-182 one. Oh. Um, oh, God, I can't remember now. There were so many. I remember when he popped up on the screen. You were like, that's McGee. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I mean, I like back in the day, like I loved what he did. I wish I should have thought and planned better to know one off the top of my head, but I don't. But, but yeah, I always liked his music videos. And so he is an ex- executive producer on the show and he was talking, he, they start out talking to him and he even mentions that he had been trying to chase down Eric Kripke, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting. So like lots of people were like, it seemed like they were wanting to work with him. And he was kind of adorable. Who? Eric Kripke. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was kind of adorable when he popped up on screen. Yes. Uh, but the whole section of this special features was called Tales from the Edge of Darkness, which I like. Yes. They start talking about just the origins and how it all came up, came to be. And Eric Kripke's talking about he went to the studio and was talking to them. And they were like, okay, well, tell us, you know, like, what what is it that you're wanting to do? And his original idea was um, an investigative reporter traveling around the U.S. Um, after these stories like that the guys go after, but he's basically reporting on them and nobody believes him. Yeah. And he said something about how urban legends were always going to be at the heart of it. Or yeah. Something. He said he always like when he was younger, he loved reading the urban legends and all that stuff. There was he, he said a particular book, but he didn't mention what it was. But I'm, I'd be curious. Yeah. He said urban legends for kids. And I'm like, so like goosebumps. Right. Or like, yeah. what? I'm trying to think or scary stories to tell in the dark. Maybe yeah, something. Who knows? The studio didn't like that, though. They said they liked the idea of the urban legends, but they didn't like the idea of the journalist and everything. So they told him, like, what? come up with something else. What else would you want to do? And so he thought about it, and he said he kept having people ask him, you know, where they got the inspiration from. Like, was it X-Files, Buffy, all that? And he said it was never any of the TV shows. Like, their goal was basically to make, like, a mini horror movie every week. And so they drew inspiration from all the classic horror movies and the ones that were coming out around that time in the was it the 2000s yeah early 2000s yeah well he mentioned uh evil dead and poltergeist like he mentioned some classics true as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i said the classics yeah and i remember we we found some of those like the hand coming out of the grave that was totally carry like i know that as we were going through watching the episodes we we pegged some stuff yeah the ring mm-hmm. and whatnot the first script for the trailer was very different. He said that uh, the dad ended up dying and it was completely different. He said it ended up being useless. They, nobody liked it. They didn't go with it, obviously. So they kind of took the idea of like Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. And when they were doing the casting, I think Jensen originally went out for Sam because uh, I don't think they had anything, anybody necessarily in mind yet for him. And so he auditioned. Did he say he auditioned? Yeah, he originally auditioned for, for Sam. Sam. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they decided when they saw Jen. No. When they saw Jared, that's when the Han Solo 
Luke Skywalker kind of came into play and they said they went back to Jensen and was like, hey, I know you wanted you, Sam, but what about being Dean, who's essentially the Han Solo character? And he was cool with that. You know, that's kind of the dynamic they were looking for in the guys. And one of the producers talks about how the show's look is just shadowy, noir, dramatic and booty. And he's totally right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we've talked, we've touched on that a lot, especially like the lighting and how they do it and everything. Mm-hmm. It's It's really good. Yeah, when he was saying that that was the goal, I totally was thinking, y'all achieved it. Right. You achieved it. For sure. Good job. Yeah. And then I thought it was funny when they were trying to figure out what car to have for the boys. Oh, that was a good story. Yeah. And Eric Kripke was saying, in his mind, he was thinking like a 65 Mustang. And he said he had a next door neighbor who pimped out cars and rides and whatnot. So he went and talked to him. I was telling him the gist of the show and thinking like getting his opinion on what type of car. And he was like, so I was thinking, you know, Mustang 65 Mustang. And the guy was like, oh yeah, that's perfect. That's really cool. If, if, if you're uh if you're a pussy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Uh, and right off the bat, the guy was like 67 Impala. Like, mm-hmm. That's your, that's your, that's your car. That's what you need. And it's such a good car. And he said, you could fit a body in that truck. Right. And yeah. you immediately looked at me and went, how did he know that? And why is that where his mind well, went no, not, immediately? Not that how did he know that, but I was like, well, why did it, like, they're going around hunting down demons and stuff. It's like, why was his mind like, you could put a body in there. No problem. <laughs> That's his first thing. <laughs> but they do have a big, tr- nice trunk and an arsenal in there. So. Yeah. But yeah, I love that car. And I, I was just thinking, I was like, man, I kind of wish I had like an old school, like, like all nice looking car. I see him around town or like driving here and there. And then I'm like, damn. Yeah. So cool. So they talked to a bunch of producers, Eric McGee, and they said that basically the the voice of the show is classic Americana, classic rock, which we know because we've talked about the music many times. It was really funny listening to the special features and hearing them bring up stuff that you and I have been bringing up the entire right. time we've been watching it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, we have a good eye. Yeah. Oh, my God. Look at us. And... <laughs> From talking to them and the writers, it sounds like it was a really collaborative environment. I mean, it's Eric Kripke's baby, but these other producers would come in and and present ideas. And if he didn't like them, it didn't happen. But if it did, he was happy to take on their ideas and everybody worked together to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And I love the two women, the two women writers, the main writers that they had on there when they were talking about different stories and how they said they went on Amazon and probably bought every they like, said Amazon.com specifically. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but they said that they probably like bought every horror, like, what is it? Horror books. Not horror books. Urban legend books, horror books, like, yeah. you know, mysteries, all that. Um, and the ladies were, I thought it was interesting. The ladies were the one that presented Faith, the episode Faith, mm-hmm. which was so different in a way from all the other episodes. And that they originally, they were like, they thought that they were going to be like, no way, like, you're crazy. We're not going to do this. But I guess everybody was on board for it. And it sounds like, what from what you said, it was like everybody's favorite episode. I've seen a lot of fans from the fandom say that's one of their, that's their favorite episode from season one. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere that that's Eric Kripke's favorite episode from season one as well. That's interesting since it's not necessarily like a horror one, you know? It's not really. Yeah. That was kind of the... The gist of the first section of the special features, and then it goes into the day in the life of Jensen and Jared. Which was too short. I agree. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I needed a little more. It was very short. It was, it seemed like really rushed. I, I needed some more. But I liked that uh, Jared was at the, um, 
what do they call it on the sets? The food? Catering? It's like something catering. Craft services? That sounds right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, here's my steak and my zucchini. And then here's my chicken and my fish. And he's like, and then I'm going to come back and get the uh, entree later because it's just an appetizer. And he's like walking off with his big two styrofoam things of food. What about when he's eating the candy ropes? Oh, yeah. With like chopsticks. Chopsticks. Yeah. Basically. (laughs) The little, they're like the gummy rainbows things Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i was like i like that he's not getting his hands dirty to eat his candy (laughs) (laughs) but it just basically kind of shows them in their trailers jensen's playing darts uh i liked it when the lady comes to get jared from his trailer saying she's like hey guys we just need him to go get his makeup done and you know just we need to do that and then you can have him back and and do whatever you need and (laughs) jared's like she put on her mean face (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my God, if that is her mean face, what is that sweet angel like all the time? Right? <laughs> like, like, you can come and get me for any meeting, yeah. any appointment, any day, yes. you angel. <laughs> she was so nice. It was so cute. He's like, well, I'm in my makeup shirt, so I guess I'll head out, which it was just a V-neck t-shirt. It was just a V-neck. Which yeah. I, I, I said, I was like, shouldn't it be like a button-up so he doesn't get anything messed up? <laughs> shouldn't you just go without a shirt so that you don't have to worry there about you go. it? Yeah. In the come cold, on now. cold Vancouver weather. Uh, it was cute. They like bundled up in these fancy like puffy jackets with the fur collar on the hood to go into the commentary truck, which I thought was kind of funny that they have a commentary truck on set for them to go and do, I guess, those two episodes that we didn't watch for the commentary. Well, Jensen and Jared only did one of the episodes. I think oh. they did Phantom Traveler, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. Eric Kripke and... I guess it was probably David Netter yeah, did commentary was. on the pilot. Mm-hmm. And then Jensen and Jared did commentary on Phantom Traveler. Okay. I wonder if it was, was it just for commentary or was it sometimes like, because I know they have to do voiceovers when like it's too loud and stuff. I wonder if they had to do that too. I mean, I'm sure they had to do that, but they probably did that in a professional right. sound studio. Yeah. Not just some truck up in Vancouver in the right. snow at the top of a mountain. Yeah. And Jensen said they were in snowy country. I couldn't peg which episode they were doing up there, though. Yeah, I couldn't either. So that kind of bothered me. Maybe they were filming a season two episode. I don't know. What? Well, wait. In the vampire one, were they in the snow? I don't remember seeing snow. Yeah. I don't remember snow at all. I don't either. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, I could not peg which episode. But oh, well. Okay. Well, unimportant. I, I did like Jared. Jared seemed really cute with the crew, with that lady that came to get him to go to his makeup and then they were walking and he I forget the lady's name and he's like we love her she t- she walks us to set because you know sometimes we get lost and by lost I mean we go somewhere to go eat <laughs> but it seemed like he was I like it when they acknowledge like the people that they're working with and not just like the actors and directors and all that you know because it's, it's a huge amount of people that it takes to make these shows and movies yeah and for these guys I would imagine they've been with these people for years well yeah especially at this point, or right. by the time the series finale was yeah. done. But I just like that he acknowledged them, and he, like, said their names, and I, that just makes, I, I, I'm like, good for him. Which, and it was really cute when they were in the makeup uh, trailer, mm-hmm. and he's, Jared's doing, like, a gummy fight with the the lady doing Jensen's makeup, and uh, Jensen was, like, beating on the back of the, li- not beating, but he was, like, patting her on the back from behind, like, t- introducing her, and it's like, I love that, like, the camaraderie. Yes. Yeah. It's just so, I mean, they have like the best jobs in the world just to get to go and play and get paid for it. 
They don't seem like divas at all. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Like, obviously, that whole special feature could have been a performance in and of itself. But I didn't get that feeling. Yeah. It seemed pretty genuine. Yeah. And they seem really down to earth, which they're from Texas. So obviously, you know. But yeah, it was way too short. That was like pretty much it. (laughs) And I needed more. (laughs) I mean, come on. We have. 14 more seasons to go. I have needs. So, <laughs> just kidding. I think we're going to get those needs met. They, they better. Right. <laughs> we have a long way to go. Well, after that, they did do a little blooper reel, which I love bloopers as well. Like I ha- We actually went and watched some gag reels earlier on. True, yeah, you yeah. were like, I want to see gag reels. I love them. That's so- <laughs> like I said, it makes me so jealous because it's like <laughs> they're just having so much fucking fun and they're getting paid so much money. Like, Ugh. It's hard work, but it looks For like sure. there's a lot of fun too. I know it's know? like super long days, grueling. I times can't imagine. Filming. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's a lot, but hey, if I was getting paid that much. I'd do it too. Do it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you let me know if you need a body double for a short, ginger, fair-skinned marshmallow. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I thought a while back. I was like, it'd be kind of fun, like to be a stunt person, like you know, because you get to do all the like the crazy stuff as long as you don't get hurt i was about to say i'd have to get my acl fixed before i could even oh, consider yeah. doing something True. like that <laughs> otherwise i'd be a terrible stunt person they'd have me do something and i'd be like oh knee dislocated <laughs> sorry guys <laughs> i'm out cut <laughs> <laughs> the bloopers i love well we, we already talked we i love them but my favorite blooper <laughs> is when the episode where they're the priest take me to church yes <laughs> uh what episode is it where they're they're the priests? The one where they go nightmare, nightmare, yeah, yeah, nightmare, nightmare. So they go. It's where they end up going to the funeral of the guy's dad as priests, which was terrible in in itself. But in the blooper, when they come to the door, they from the episode they come to the door in their priest outfits, you know, wanting to come into the funeral. Well, in the blooper, they come and they don't have the jackets on. They're in their button ups with the sleeves cut off. And my, my, my. It was so nice. Like, I all season we've seen more of Jared and his nice upper torso. Mm-hmm. And he's got some nice arms. But damn, when I saw Jared standing there and he's got his little arms in front of him. And he's it's almost like he's pushing his arms out with his ribs. And he's It was like of, he was doing cleavage, I yeah, thought. Yeah, like, and he's he like, like twisting. Can we come in? He's like, hey, can we come in? And he's just got this smirk. It was so fucking cute. And they look so hot. I loved it. On that episode, I made the joke about Hot Priest. Yes. And the Neil scene oh, from yeah, Fleabag yeah, yeah. and how I would need the little knee stool thing because <laughs> I remember texting you after we'd sobered up the next day and being like, do I need to cut that out? Is that joke in poor taste? And you're like, yeah, but who cares? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> but imagine if jokes it was- are supposed to be in poor taste. <laughs> imagine it was if it was them with the short sleeves, though. Oh, yeah. I'd be. I'd faint. No, I wouldn't. I'd be kneeling. I'd be strong. I'd be good to go. (laughs) I would be good to go. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then Jared with the constant blue steel face. What was that? And I think I Googled, like, when did Zoolander come out? And it was years, (laughs) years before Supernatural. So into it. He did it so many times. He was doing blue steel from, from Zoolander so many times. He obviously really liked that movie. Yeah. And then uh, the one episode with the, it was, was it the second to last episode or the last episode with the girl? That, I don't remember. 
with the the painting. It yes. was it was definitely in the last Provenance. five. Was it Provenance? Provenance. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely in the last. Yeah, five. and the girl in it, him, Jared, and her just were the giggle had the giggles, and in one of the bloopers, you could tell Jensen was over it. Yeah, he didn't look angry, but you could tell he was definitely like, okay, like, seriously, come on. guys. Like, that's what his face said. It was like, seriously, yeah, come on, get it together. And then I I liked it in with Jared. I forget which episode it was too, but when he was like, I think that stripper or something. It was Hell House. It was Hell House when they had the prank war. Yes. And he was like, I think that stripper gave me herpes. And then when they're sitting there and I, it's, I can only assume Jared forgot his line. And he said, he was like, he was like talking about bringing something back. And then he's like, Jesus Christ. And Jensen, like no time. You want to bring Jesus Christ back? (laughs) I thought that was, I was like, that was so good. They both seem very quick witted. Yes. Yeah. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. So and and the and the <laughs> what? Every time you say something, it makes like the way you end it, it makes it seem like you're done. And then you go, oh. uh, and no, I have another one. <laughs> no, right. it's cracking me well, up. No, the only reason I said that was because you saying that I forgot to talk about how the guys, the producers, and everybody were talking about their relationship and oh. how like you can't fake that kind of chemistry, you know, with mm-hmm. anybody, the two people on screen and. That they're good friends and like you absolutely can tell. Right. Yeah. I they're in so. love. They are. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Who could blame them? <laughs> Not me. Not this guy. Mm-mm. Well, for lore, I did some serious research. Did you? I did some deep diving. I went all the way to Wikipedia. <laughs> mm. <laughs> tell, tell me more. What is this? Wikipedia? 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 Okay. okay, so for the season one Wikipedia page, it talks a little bit about how some decisions they made as far as building the lore of Supernatural. The first 10 episodes were primarily self-enclosed stories. There wasn't a lot of overlap or an overarching thing. Right. So the real series mythology does not begin until the 11th episode, Scarecrow, when we meet the fabulous... Meg Masters. Yes. Oh my gosh. I meant to tell you, I looked on IMDb and in her picture on IMDb, she's uh, got like dark hair. Really? Yeah. It's like long, dark hair. And like, I thought she was cute blonde. That I was about, but I immediately when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, she's much more beautiful with the blonde hair. I'll have to show you. Okay. Well, anyway, we find out she is a demon mm-hmm. in that very first episode. And according to executive producer Kim Manners, the addition of the demon Meg Masters was, quote, desperately needed. Though uncertain at exactly which direction to take the character, the writers intended Meg to be an antagonist for the Winchesters throughout her story arc. The series mythology further expands with the addition of the demon-killing Colt handgun Mm. near the season's end, lending to the modern American Western theme the producers were going for. Although the weekly adversaries like monster of the week type stuff for the Winchesters were based on urban legends. The writers did try to put their own spin on stuff, which we heard them talking about a little bit in the special feature. For example, Kripke combined the well-known urban legend of the vanishing hitchhiker with the Mexican legend of La Llorona, which we talked about on our pilot episode as well. That gave the spirit my motivation and characterization and pilot. Also, the episode Hookman, we also talked about this a little bit. 
it kind of borrowed from multiple elements of different variations of the Hookman legend. Right. Where, you know, he had a hook for a hand and he was killer and haunted lover's lane and whatnot. Most of them have that it's an escaped mental patient and they decided to scrap that and go the whole reverend route with the hook handed killer kind of thing and make it a ghost instead of an actual right. crazy person kind of thing. What was it in, um, I, I know what you did last summer. It was like a fisherman or something, right? Oh, I don't remember. Because that was like Hookman. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Candyman, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he have a hook hand? Mm-hmm. Did you see the new one? No. I liked it. I like the actor that's doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. playing him. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. But I haven't seen it. It's good. I liked it. There's been so many. Another element that came about in the episode of Hookman that adds to the lore of Supernatural is when writers Milbauer and Burton realized that shotguns shoot salt and that's going to be a weakness for spirits. So that's something they decided to just kind of bake in. And Kripke deemed it the perfect combination of occult element as it brought together a folkloric repellent of evil with the blue collar aspects of shotguns. And then also in the episode Asylum, it was established that iron is another weapon that can be used against ghosts. Do you think pink Himalayan salt works? Because that's all I got at the house. I got I got some natural sea salt, like a big old thing. I could make a quick circle and just stand in it if I had to. I don't have my fireplace anymore, so I don't have my iron thing sitting there where I could get my iron pe- oh my gosh what am I going to use as a weapon if I have I know, an intruder now I need, I need to, to get the- one of those short barrel shotguns I have a little little <sighs> I need a machete to, to uh kindle the fire I think I guess it's iron I wouldn't I don't think it's really iron mm. but then I only have pink Himalayan salt I'd be good okay I pulled this one because I remember the vampire teeth was something in particular that you had interest in Rather than focus on modern interpretations, Kripke and co-executive producer John Shaban decided that Supernatural's vampires would stem more from original legends, like the OG shit. The vampires were given retractable fangs, and these were inspired by the road teeth of sharks. Also, they did away with the whole, you know, sunlight kills them. Like, they don't like it. It doesn't feel good, but it's not going to do anything to them, really, as well as the whole crucifix thing. They were like, eh, get away with that. Kripke Kripke personally added the fact that vampires would become weak if given the blood of a dead man. They didn't have vampires come into the show sooner because they wanted to make sure that they stood apart from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because I remember when they finally introduced vampires, I was like, it's about time. Well, makes sense. We've just been dealing with so many vengeful ghosts. I was like, come on, give us something different. But that totally makes sense that Buffy was probably on, I think, still whenever the show first premiered. Originally, the vampire episode Dead Man's Blood was supposed to be a self-enclosed episode. But with the cult and everything, they decided to kind of tie it to the final two episodes of the season. The addition pleased the writers of the penultimate episode, Salvation, because the cult gave the brothers a way to fight Meg. Like, she wasn't just this foe that they had no way of getting back at. And it also provided a reason for her to kill the Winchesters and kind of come after them again. That's what I pulled from Wiki to kind of add a little bit of conversation about the lore. 
a lot of stuff that we spotted, we we were right. We didn't make that up. <laughs> nice. That's good. We already talked about how Faith was Eric Kripke's favorite episode of the first season. According to SlashFilm.com, it establishes the depths of emotional maturity that the show is capable of, the tough topics it can wrestle with, and foreshadows the kind of show it will be as it grows into itself in the following seasons. So what was your favorite episode of season one, L.A.? Um, Actually, I'm going to give you two different categories. Okay. As you said, in the special features, they said that every episode was like a mini horror flick. So with that criteria in mind, that it's a mini 45 minute to an hour long horror flick, what would be your favorite episode? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't want to use the word favorite, <laughs> but if we're talking about like what seemed kind of movie-esque ish, um, I do think Scarecrow was a good one because it had like the contrast of like this sweet little town, seemingly sweet little town. And, but then it has this underbelly of this dark, very dark secret. Yeah. Um, that, you know, it took, it took some, you know, like an onion, some layers for them to uncover, plus the contrast of what was happening in the apple orchard with the scarecrow. That kind of unfolded a little more like a film to me. I mean, they all did really well in being little mini films, but that one, I just thought kind of played out a little like a movie. I did find out that those weren't apple trees. They were hazelnut trees. Hazelnut tree, but, but they were played at like it was yeah, apple but it was an yeah. apple orchard in the story, but right. in real life it was in, it was hazelnut trees. Yeah, the yeah. scarecrow was real though, which is just like that thing Ooh. had hair. Who who made <laughs> Which I I mean really like I was thinking about all of them, and I mean they all like I said they all did really well, and just off the top of my head trying to think about it, I, I mean I scrolled through all the episodes, and it's so hard to pick, but <laughs> but I, I like I thought that one was. Pretty good. I could see that being a more full-length movie, I guess. It stands out. Yeah. yeah. I liked that one. Yeah. What about you? For me, my favorite as far as being a self-enclosed horror movie episode, mm-hmm. I really liked Asylum. Yes. Oh, see, that I thought about that one, too. Yeah. That was one I really, I really yes. liked Asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Especially, um, it had more of the noir yes. feeling to it, and yeah, the way it played out. Yeah. The special effects were just right. right. Cinematography. Dean scaling that fence. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, that was important. <laughs> it was important to the story. It, it very much was. You didn't have to know a whole lot. Like, that's one of those episodes that you could sit somebody down and they could just watch it. Right. From beginning to end. They might have some questions, but mm. I, I really, I liked Asylum a lot. I yeah. felt like I was watching a low-budget scary movie when we right. watched yeah, Asylum. Yeah. Well, I remember you even commenting on that. And, and yeah. the special, you were very much about the special effects, but they were, which how you've talked also about what, like, low-budget but high-quality. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. Yep. So As- Asylum would be my favorite as far as having that criteria. Now, yeah. as far as overall... Mm-hmm. My favorite episodes of the season. Episodes. I ha- I have a tie. I couldn't pick between two. But what's your favorite episode overall? It doesn't have to meet any sort of criteria. You just really, really enjoyed it. Is it still Scarecrow? No. I mean, I, I really liked all of them except for Bugs. <laughs> you hated <laughs> Bugs. You barely watched Bugs. I did like Faith. I did very much like Faith, even though it, w- it kind of veered off. 
I feel, I feel like that kind of stands alone from the rest of the season. I agree. I agree. Not in a bad way, though. Right. Oh, no, no, no. Not like, at not all. in a bad way. I, I enjoyed Faith. Um, it's, it's not one of my favorites, but I see what everybody's talking about with the elements that it sets up mm-hmm. and opening the door of the supernatural, introducing Reapers yes. and all of that. I, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. But Faith wouldn't be an episode I would want to go back and watch again, personally. Okay, so I liked Nightmare. I did too. That was because a good one. I liked that for Sam, he found somebody that the same thing had happened to him, basically, which we still haven't figured out more of that. But I liked yeah. that he had somebody to like commiserate with there for at least a minute <laughs> to know that it wasn't just him and it didn't just happen to him and like it's not completely his fault. I'm know? wondering if that's going to be revisited. I hope so. Like, are there more? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one was, I think, Salvation. Because I like seeing more of, like, when they're younger mm-hmm. and their backstory. And was it Salvation where we saw what happened? No, no, no. It wasn't Salvation. Something was, Wicked is the one with the that's witch. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so something, something Wicked. wicked which I, it was good with the creepy witch and everything. And it was a man. I was yes. I appreciated that yes. twist. Yeah. And I, I then the witch itself just looked so good. The yeah. Creepy hands and everything. The fingers. And the breathing Ooh. or like sucking the life out of them. But I, what I liked the best was seeing young Sam and Dean, what that dynamic was like. And with their dad being so like absentee and <laughs> poor Dean having to take care of Sam. And like he did the best he could, but also. Give him a fucking break. He was trying to leave to go have some sort of fun as a child, you know, right. that he was. So I don't know. I kind of like seeing that aspect of things. I love all the shows, but I, I especially like the ones where we can see a little bit more of their backstory. I appreciated that, too, because it kind of lets you understand why Sam's so angry. Exactly. Yeah. He never had a child. Like his childhood. And like we talked when we were t- watching it, like his childhood ended when his mom died. Yep. You know, like he had to basically make up for his dad's lack with Sam. And Dean's did and too. Dean Dean basically became a four-year-old father, it seems like, you know? He was wait, what? Dean Dean's childhood ended too. Oh, that's what I meant. Dean. Did I say Sam? Yeah, well I said Sam. I said it would like it makes sense why Sam is so angry at their dad. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting more of that background. Right. And yeah. under understanding that. And then yeah. you said yeah, his childhood ended. So I thought you were Sorry. talking about Sammy. No, I was talking about Dean. Because I was saying Dean ended his mom died and then his dad went off on this search. So Dean had to pretty much take care of his dad or Sam's his brother. Yeah. Cause his dad was kind of on a mission. So. Yeah. Which is so sad. It is. All and, sad. But like you said, it makes now it, it helps us understand them so much better. It makes me and, sad though. Cause we were so excited with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then that episode came along and was like, Oh no, you were shitty. You were shitty. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still excited when Daddy Winchester shows up. He's still pretty. Yeah. I can still, I can appreciate what I'm looking at. Yeah. And not support this fictional character's well, parenting skills. Maybe he's like, just, he's like, maybe he's finally like, oh my God, these adults, I've really fucked up. Like, I need to come and help them finish this. I don't know. I don't feel like that's where it's heading. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, oh God, I had something else to say about them. Okay. Well, while you're thinking, my favorite two, number one, Hell House. Yes. It was funny. So okay. It was witty. We had the scary element. We learned about tulpas. In the research, I got to find out about bronies and that that <laughs> somehow had something to do with tulpas. I got to see your face when I explained to you what a brony is. <laughs> and we got to see Jared Padalecki in nothing but a towel. True. 
it was a good episode. Yeah, I agree. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Is that call the one? Me, call me shallow. I don't give no. a fuck. I love that episode. No, that, well, that was the thing when we were talking, like, when you told me to pick my favorites, I was like, I can't remember which ones were I saw the guys <laughs> less clothed. Hell House is when we got to see Padalecki come out of the shower. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. And that's when we met the the Ghost Facers guys. Yes. Well, that was that's what I was going to say. I was yeah. like, it was kind of neat to see like these two other guys in contrast with them because they're like so tall and good looking and just kind of like, you know. Know their shit. Exactly. Know what's going on. Then these two like kind of shorter nerdy guys, but they're both kind of doing the same thing, you know. Except for the shorter nerdy guys don't know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> They're like the the ghost adventurers or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, there's a scene where Sam and Dean come running out of the house because they're getting attacked by the ghost. That stunt, I loved it. Yes. So I I loved Hell House. That's that's definitely one of my favorites. And then the other one is the season finale, Devil's Trap. It was good. It was such a good. I was like slapping you multiple yeah. times, being like, Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Because just especially whenever it was revealed that. Daddy was possessed and just yes. Oh it, my god! As far as the season finale goes, it was good. Like I'm ready to start Definitely. season two. You know, well, and that's I mean that's how you keep them coming back. Yeah, I I really liked Devil's Trap. Yeah, Devil's Trap and Hell House. Yeah, those are those are like my two top two standouts. Nice. We're at the end of season one. <sighs> we made it. We made it. I made it. You did, <laughs> and I have to ask. Do you think of yourself as a fan yet? Are you a fan of the Supernatural series? Such a complicated question. (laughs) Just so you guys know, LA does not use the word fan lightly. Exactly. So here's what I'll say. I am a fan of the guys. Jensen and Jared. Yeah, and, and their relationship on screen as Sam and Dean. I really like that. Yeah. But as far as saying like a fan fan of the show, I'm getting there. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I will say this. If I was like, we're not going to watch season two, just just forget it. Would you be disappointed? For sure. Yay. Yeah. Just because I want to see what happens. I want to know what happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us on our season one journey. We hope that you'll continue as we go through Supernatural. And we'll be starting season two soon. So stay tuned. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, if you don't already. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And send us fun facts if you know anything. But no spoilers because we're new. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Denim Wrapped Nightmares. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram, leave a review, and let us know how we can get involved in the fandom. This was fun. Jerk. It always is, bitch. <laughs>